What is up, bums? Hope you guys have more energy than me and Eddie do today because if you guys could see what we look like, we're, we are definitionally struggling right now. It is on our face. Eddie, how, how are you doing, man? Before we even start, dude. Like, Bro, I'm half asleep. Look. <laughs> we talked. We both like just woke up, essentially. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, got a lot, we got a lot going on in our lives, okay? So... Here with us this episode, it's gonna be a good one. But if you're like, oh, the bums don't seem to be having much energy, we, we got stuff going on. But with that being said, welcome to Struggling with the Bums. Uh, one one half of this co-hosting team here. Um, but before we get into this episode, we're gonna ch- uh, check us out on Instagram, T H E B U underscore M S. You know, the bums, only bums on Instagram. Probably should be at least. And then also check out our website at www.strugglingbums.com. Um, I'm going to keep that real short. Nothing else too much to say. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be talking about zoos and aquariums. And before this episode, before we start recording, me and Ava were kind of talking about it. And I definitely think we'll maybe get into a more serious topic amongst animals and stuff like that going into the future. But this one will be somewhat serious, but nothing too crazy. But with that being said, Eddie. Have you ever been to a zoo or aquarium? Yeah, I've been to Los Angeles Zoo. I've been to a zoo that was down in Monterey. Or was it Half Moon Bay? I think it was Half... I don't remember what trip it was, but it might have been Half Moon Bay. It's like conservation. And then I've been to Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is crazy cool. Um, been to California Academy of Science, which has its own mini aquarium. Um, okay. a, not a zoo, but like it has some exhibits and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. Been to Oakland Zoo. I think I've been to the SF Zoo. I've been to, I have been to SeaWorld, but it's been like years. I haven't been there since I was a kid. Um, I haven't been to Disney World's like, uh, what is it, like their nature, whatever. Yeah, in Florida. Um, yeah, I haven't been there. Um, but I have been to also this place called Arizona. It's like this huge uh, conservation area in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little more uh, probably diverse than my experience. I think me, I've been to the Tulsa Aquarium and the aquarium at the Minnesota Mall of America. And then I've been to the SeaWorld in San Antonio and uh, San Diego. Is it LA or San Diego that has SeaWorld? San Diego. San Diego. And then I've been I to think. the Oklahoma City Zoo the Tulsa Zoo, and the San Diego Zoo, and that's about it. You know? Oh, maybe I've been to the San Diego Zoo, actually. I think dude, I did go when massive. I was a kid. Yeah, it's... I think I went when I was a little kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, like, the big selling point was apparently it was, like, one of the best zoos in the world at the time, given this was, like, I don't know, 2000... Really 2008? Back in 2008, oh, like that. Damn. That's the last time I've... I, I think I understood... Sorry, I've been to the Dallas Zoo as well. I forgot about that. Nice. I've argued, I think even as a kid, well, we'll get into it in a second, but what was your favorite one? Was there any memories, anything that stuck out to you about going to the um, zoo or anything like that? So, like, I only remember some of them. And I think the LA Zoo is probably the best one I've been to as far as, like, the biggest. Okay. Um, Although I guess they said that as of 2023, Oakland Zoo is one of the better ones to go to. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Let me see. 
Yeah, yeah I saw it. Oakland Zoo as a top. On the one. U.S. News and Travel, Oakland Zoo is in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Separate zookeepers and elephants with bears and use rewards rather than discipline to incentivize animals. Wow, who would have thought that actually works? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, they have African lions, American alligators, grizzly bears in large habitats. Um, they're accredited. They're managed by the Conservation Society of California. Partnered with 25 conservation organizations that's more than a million dollars to benefit captive wild animals. Um, yeah, I've been there. I mean, that place is pretty cool. LA Zoo is also one of the ones that I've been to. That's awesome. Um, let me see if they're on here, though. I hope they are, bro. But I, I feel like it, it wouldn't be because low-key, dude, I can see how it might be exploitative. Dude, we'll get it's to that. It's not on here. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's not a surprise. We'll get into that <laughs> a little bit, maybe, about... Um, I, wait, what was the question again? Sorry, I got lost sorry, on like, the list. More like positive memories about zoos. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I, I always love seeing, like, uh, great apes... Uh, they have been yeah. at zoos. Um, seeing tigers, bro, is always crazy. Seeing elephants and giraffes. Um, sometimes you see some lions. Those are really awesome. Bears, of course. Even though I've seen uh, those that I think I may have shared it before. I've seen like a, a black bear within 20 yards of me out in the open uh, when I was in Yosemite. Not a great ex- – okay, very scary experience, but that was also because I was really hungover when I saw it. Um, and the mother bear had a cub, so I made it worse. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. And I saw another one across the river one time there too. So, but it's chill. Um, I've just seen some of those animals that I think exist in the United States, and then some that don't. Obviously, like lions. There's no lions in the U.S. unless you consider a cougar or something like that a lion. But um, I think it's cool seeing foreign animals to the United States as well as seeing animals in the United States as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably one of my favorite experiences that was at the LA Zoo. They had a Komodo dragon. For those that don't know, um, it is a very large lizard. I am talking. I mean, let me see if I can get the specs on this thing because this is huge. They're terrifying. Um, they're terrifying. They truly are. They're, and I, they're, I didn't understand how they could eat people until I saw one in person. I was like, yeah, that would take yeah, that Yeah, they can grow up to 10 feet long and weigh 300 pounds. And they can no, run to 11 miles an hour in short bursts. Like these things are disgustingly large, fast, strong killers. And they also can inject a lot of bacteria. So they don't really have venom necessarily, but um, – <laughs> They have a lot of bacteria in their mouth, okay. and they use it to set infections. And they'll eat I anything. You said they can go up to 11, mile, 11 miles per hour. In short how, bursts, yeah. How fast, like, is the average Are person sprint? Yeah, probably about around there. Oh, God. It's not something I'm trying to find out. Get on a track yeah. with one of those things. I didn't realize they yeah. could go that fast. That was the thing. Like, when I found out alligators can move relatively fast. Bro, alligators and crocodiles can, can zoom low-key. Um... Okay, I I guess I'll go. On yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, that was it. That was it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoos. I mean, like as a kid, I remember as a young kid, the first couple of times I went, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like wild animals. This is insane. Like I didn't, you know, I grew up seeing like a lot of farm life as a kid. That was one thing. But like gorillas and lions and giraffes. I'll never forget the first time I saw a full grown wolf. I was like damn, those things would eat you alive in the wild. Like, those things, their wolves are massive, bro. Terrifying. Um, But I also remember as a kid, like, I get very frustrated because in Oklahoma in the summer, it's so hot that a lot of animals wouldn't come out of their, like, basically their little, I don't know what you would call it, enclosures of where the AC is blowing. So there was a lot of times where I just couldn't see. Uh, I remember distinctly back in, back in the day, I was like in third, fourth grade, 
made a trip to zoo get canceled because zoo got shut down because a lady got her arm ripped off by uh, an anteater. It, like, she was in the enclosure with it on accident. I guess she didn't, they didn't clear all of them out, one, like, hid or something like that. And it, like, came up behind her and ripped her arm off, some crazy stuff. But uh, I went to SeaWorld in 2007, 2008. And I was in the dolphin, ex- I was in the thing where you get to pet the dolphins. And I fell off the edge in the water and my mom hates this story because she talks about having a freaking heart attack because i didn't realize there was an edge and like but the little cool story is is like i mean i could swim so i wasn't like scared but like i did drop but the dolphin like hit me back up i was like this is insane it like swam under and like knocked me back up but that was a cool one of the funny stories i like to tell is like not tell but that was the first time I saw uh, a grown men's locker changing room with a bunch of old men. And I I think that was one of the most early traumatizing experiences. <laughs> one, of the, It's definitely up there. <laughs> saw some things and I was forever changed is the best way I can put it. And I was like, I was very uncomfortable. Um, and All right, not, Phil Dunphy over here, man. Jesus. Yeah, not to say I'm problematic, but I went to um, – I was like in fourth grade when I went to the one in San Diego in seventh grade. So I don't know, 2000, whatever, 2000 something, uh, 10, maybe, I don't know. I went to, um, SeaWorld in San Antonio and with the Beluga Wells and almost procedurally did the same thing of accidentally slipping off the edge, dropping super far down. My mom freaked out again that time. Uh, when I was in San Diego, it was just with my sister, but the other time it was with my cousins, and I apparently, like, I had to get out of the pool that time because they were they deemed it being my fault that I slipped off the edge. So yeah, I don't. I don't and after that, I was kind of like screw SeaWorld a little bit, but I was also like, I think after that, I kind of really got to the point where I could critically think that the ethics of zoos and um aquarium so let, let's let's dive into that i guess wait, wait, before you get there, i think it was cool when i do go had gone to sea world and stuff seeing orcas killer oh, whales yeah. and seeing dolphins i think probably one of the coolest things uh those that don't know i did i was fortunate enough uh there was a group uh conservation group in hawaii uh, when i went one time i believe it was Kauai, and they do those kind of you can swim around in the dolphin exit or area i should say not exhibit but so I got to do that. It was really, dolphins are freaking amazing creatures, uh, truly. And the more I've learned about, and this will help segue us, the more I've learned about orcas and how intelligent they are and dolphins and how intelligent they are, I think definitely gives into the ethics of actually keeping them in captivity. And that goes for elephants too and a lot of other animals. So, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, getting into the ethics, I mean, I, I mean, it was doomed from the start. I, I was looking up um, kind of the history zoos on top of this episode because I was a little curious how it all kind of started and like people since the beginning of time um, had captured animals and were just fucking with them essentially. Not great. Not great. Um, I think, I think Egypt was like the first like actual. Yeah. Series. I was going to say, I looked it up too. So there's a lot of private managers and collections that existed, especially in the 1600s when we had expansion and, and imperialism and stuff like that. But like one of the first recorded ones was like Pharaoh Hatchaput in 1490 bce and i was like are you kidding me 
Like these Egyptians just had like all these like a collection of animals. That's crazy. Yeah, and I wonder like I during I asked myself like with the technology they they had at the time, how are you getting a lion to be in an enclosure of some sort? I mean that goes too for like the Romans that had them in the Colosseum and shit Bro, like that. I, I'm sure a lot of people died <laughs> trying to get these animals. I mean a net maybe, but geez, I would not want to be the guy that's trying that. I think I'm no. good. Um but yeah, so from what I saw, uh the first like official zoo was started in Vienna, Austria, which currently has the old zoo, started in seventeen fifty two. Apparently it is still on and running. Uh, but I think what we would know more as a zoo and more um, more ethical would have been started by Carl Hedberg. I hope I said this right. Nineteen early nineteen hundreds when he started to actually put animals in their rightful habitats. He put in an active effort and to give them safe enclosures um, while also in there. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, that I just can't imagine what was going on in the eighteen hundreds. Like you probably have all these animals. Oh man, dude! I can't watch Dumbo. Like, let's just get where I feel. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, didn't I think there's a, there's still like elephants and stuff that are used, and I know like India and other places like Southeast Asia that are, that eventually just die from exhaustion and stress from like all the stuff they get put under. And I think it's probably more than just elephants. Just those are the ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean. We said we were, we'll talk about this more, I think, in depth. But, you know, I think what Eddie and I both talked about before off camera was essentially getting into animal rights and living creatures' rights. And at what point do you draw the line? And you know what I mean? Because if you generally care about, you know, a living creature that has nerves and some sort of feelings, can't feel good for anybody to get put in a metal crate and shipped across the world, you know, no matter what. I saw. <laughs> I remember hearing the story as a kid, and so I found it. There's a, uh, I think it was a, 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 a saltwater shark. I don't know. Don't don't call me. It was a shark. It was in Florida, Eddie. A truck was carrying four of them, blew out a tire. The sh- one of the sharks got thrown off. Well, it was in like a little metal tube that had water in it. But it got thrown out, and it died on the highway, and. I, I just remember as a kid thinking, like, I, I think I'd just be, like, really traumatized if I saw a shark flying <laughs> and and dying on the highway. I don't know, man. Like, I, I have a, I'm i a pretty big softie when it comes to animals. Like, I eat meat, but I'm all for it humanely. I, I understand that some animals are domesticated, and unfortunately, that's just their role in the world. And but wild animals, honestly, I'm just one of those people. I think they should be left the fuck alone. I mean, I'm all for conservationship in that we should try Con- to help conservation, people. conservation, sorry, conservationship, and that we should try our best to help animals. You know, but unfortunately, nature is a cruel world to humans and creatures, and you know. But anything we can do, I'm all for it. But like, I remember this was years ago, like. I just hate how they get abandoned. Like Katrina, horrible fucking event. Couldn't even help the humans. But when I read that the entire Katrina Zoo flooded and what that entailed, I was just disgusted. I was like, that's that's fucking awful. But I did try to look up some um, pros to zoos. And I will say, 
you know, animals in captivity do tend to live longer. But then I kind of go not to, to tilt back. I'm like, but what's the quality of life? I mean, because like the articles I read that there's definitely like some animals do do better in captivity, like handling it mentally. But some just like it's it's a very clear stressor on the animal. But I don't know. What are your thoughts, Eddie? Uh, when you mentioned the shark thing, I, I immediately thought of the boys when uh, oh. the deep tries to save that dolphin from the facility and it oh, flies God. through the window and dies. Oh, dude. Not to, I... not to trivialize the death of a shark, but like that scene in the boys was so funny. On top of like when the deep is chasing the boys down and he uh, he's on that whale and the whale gets speared by the boat. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. We we like to use some humor to come get the shit across. But I agree. I mean, I think it's just you get in the human rights thing. I think this is where like an area where I might agree with PETA on certain things um, and the way they've gone after people. Um, there's also the uh, some institutions I wanted to bring up, like the American Humane Society, uh, which does cross into talking about ethics of zoos and aquariums. Um, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, which I believe is a really big organization, the American Veterinary Medical Association. Uh, who else? Who else? Anyone else? There probably is a few others. There's like, yeah, there's like uh, different individual groups too. So like, let me see. It's like the Detroit. What is this? Oh shit! Where are they? Uh, anyways, there's like a few of them, right? Like other organizations that do stuff as well that try to work on conservation, try to make sure that zoos and aquariums put Detroit Zoological Society. Yeah. So there's a lot of places and, and organizations that do it, but like at least try to make these enclosures and habitats safe and humane, the way that they treat these animals as well, uh, put up, allow people to do research on these animals. Cause like when you think about like what zoos and aquariums are meant to do, it's supposed to be a collection of animals. And as long as like, a lot of what I was getting from these journal articles, peer-reviewed articles, right, meta-analysis, things like that, as well as just these organizations' um, discussion on it, is as long as we're trying to preserve these animals, right, especially endangered species, right, or at least have those zoos and aquariums working to either have some in captivity so we can learn more about them, and then providing funds and resources and aid to actually preserving those species as well as making sure we're educating the public on these species so we can advocate more for them. I think is that's where like, and then learning more about these animals so we can better help them. I think that's where like the whole ethics comes into play. We're like, that's why there are zoos that are accredited um, by the AZA and other organizations, at least across the United States. Um, and they do all that stuff. They do conservation, right? But like I mentioned about the Oakland Zoo and um, what they've been doing. Uh, and I think that's kind of the most important part. When you you start getting into bad waters, when I think you're not doing that, when you're being a lot more exploitative of these animals and just showing them off and doing things like that, not providing the right resources for them and things like that. So Yeah, one justification I will give zoos to a certain extent is I think in a sense of continuing the curiosity of conservationship and, gosh, I'm not going to be at the C word. <laughs> so it's like, no. <laughs> Sorry. Don't hear me here. You can whole... say preservation and conservation of animals. Preservation of animals. But I think one thing uh, that zoos will do that do is it piques kids' interest. I, I think a lot of kids that work in zoos and generally find that that love for wildlife and that, 
that love for um, animals in general. I think I'm sure a lot of that interest comes from going to a zoo one time. Because I remember, you know, hearing some zookeepers talk and they were like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I went to the zoo and I knew that I wanted to work with animals. And I think if, you know, if we, you know, we're trying to, you know, pick it small things for pauses for a zoo, but I don't know. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I will add this other thing. So there's an interesting article that I saw. Let's see which one it was. Uh, is it this one? Uh, or is it? While well, while Eddie's looking for that, yeah, let me look for it. You, yeah, yeah, on, I'm sorry. I think on a more funny note, I can only imagine our friend group going to a zoo. I think a couple of things that might just happen of us making fun of the animals. I think that we definitely would have said some horrible things to them. Hopefully they wouldn't understand. Um, we also would have compared our friend groups to certain animals. I'm not going to say who, but some people would definitely be comparing people to specific animals that really – you shouldn't do because maybe there's some uh, hurtful tones in that based off of society. That's all. That's the best way I can say that without saying what I'm really trying to say. Um, I, I, have, I have a friend that I think if you put him up to a seal, some very hateful comments would be made, but they'd be funny as shit. Uh, that's uh, off camera, off camera. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think about the bums going to zoo. But also, we were never going to pay enough money to go to Portland to go to the Portland Zoo. Nobody was ever going to spend their money like that. So, oh, I did find it. So, so someone talked about the ethical. Um, of course, I find it just to lose again. Ethical obligations to animals in conservation research and management, especially now that we're seeing. Uh, ecosystems destruction as well due to human intervention and global change, global environmental change, such as climate change. It's like it's like an article, a journal article advocating for intervention uh, on behalf of these animals and trying to bring more. Now, this was actually written 10 years ago. Holy shit. They're already talking about climate change then. It's crazy. Um, talking about how their uh, habitats and stuff being destroyed and, and bringing them on so that we can research and determine what their needs might be so we could better conserve their habitats, um, the places that they live, those kinds of things. That's where we, I think it's another ethics part of having zoos and aquariums. Uh, if we can bring the light, bring light to the plight of these animals, we're gonna be better able to expose people to what they may need, donating money, donating time, right? Or to your point, Bryce, maybe some of these kids learning about this stuff and then eventually growing up to be zoologists or uh, wildlife biologists and things like that. So, yeah, I, I I always thought it was interesting. I remember the last time I was at a zoo. That's why I said Dallas. I went on a family vacation, and I remember being there. And I was just super not wanting to be there because it was like anti-zoo pretty hard, heavily. And I just remember kind of people watching, and there's all the little kids like, "Mom, make the animal come out! Mom, make the animal come out!" Blah 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, it's 85 degrees, it's humid, and I'm like, how is a how is a polar bear surviving in this? Because like they yes, if I remember if my memory um, is correct, they were in like an air conditioned building, but still, I was like, if you're an animal that's used to like the Arctic climate, 60 degrees has got to be 
the hottest you can probably do. It's got to be like filling like one ten to you. The amount of fur and insulation those animals have, you know. And then I and I think I I think I remember too like one funny story between me and my sister is we were walking through a certain section and we ran into we saw a jaguar up close, and like in the zoo. I mean, it wasn't like next to us, Hetty. He's giving me this weird look, or he's looking at something I can't tell. But I remember it looking at us and it just licking its mouth and just thinking like this thing wants to eat us, man. I was like. We ain't friends. This guy is hungry. I was like, I, I didn't want to be around there, you know? And I don't know. I, I always think the stories are interesting. Whenever you hear the unfortunate stories of a kid got into an enclosure. And, and then I think first thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, how, how are kids getting into these enclosures, man? Hold up. Like, Did like, she what? fall into two enclosures, though? Huh? You no, just said I, that. You just... I slipped off the edge, but I was in the enclosure with the dolphins. Oh, already? You were already yeah. in there? Where you get in the wetsuit, oh, you, like, go gotcha. into yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's different. I mean, maybe not, I guess. But I don't. I, but at the same time, like, I knew dolphins didn't eat people, and I knew beluga whales didn't eat people. So, I mean, I wasn't, like, that scared. I wasn't, like, scared of that. But I'm never going to get – I'm never going to – okay, talk about tiger king i'm never gonna get in a closure with a fucking lion and be like oh come here kitty kitty like let me pet you i have no desire to touch one yeah oh that's like uh what was it roy and someone in vegas remember the tiger ate roy or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. i ain't no way i'm getting that close to a tiger i don't care yeah, I, like you a- need domestication requires years and years of, of like effort to do that um I, and i, I know there's, there's I don't yeah, know. even then it's it's questionable because like to have that. Mm. Here, I'll, dogs. I'll tell you some more. Tell you some yeah, more yeah, personal yeah, stories ahead. about domestication. So my mom, she loves to tell this story too. As a kid, uh, small town Oklahoma, these people owned a lion, dude, in like Perkins, Oklahoma, which is just small as you can get. I feel like, and I guess she's like. She tells the story somewhat, if I remember right, she hasn't told in a while. She was at the bus stop with her sister, and my grandfather came sprinting to this bus stop, grabbed him, and then ran back in the house because he had, like, heard on the radio or something that a lion was walking down the street. And basically what had happened is these people somehow got a lion. They had a regular gated fence, nothing crazy, and the lion just ate them both and then escaped their house, and eventually they had to kill it. Apparently, it was like a little bit of a shootout with this thing because they couldn't bring it down or something like that. And I was just thinking, my mom's like, who has a fucking lion? But you know what? I'll out my family on this one. I have a aunt, a step aunt, not a step aunt, a great aunt, sorry, great aunt and uncle on my grandmother's side. They have a bobcat. And I, we, we used to go visit them every year. Love these people. Great people. But since they got this bobcat, until that thing dies, there's no fucking way. And, like, they – yeah, dude, there's no way. I mean, all they did was extend their gated fence to, like, nine feet. But then they showed a picture of this thing crawl- climbing up the fence. So I I just can't ban it. I don't trust wild animals, especially ones that can kill you in a fight. Yeah, um, I feel you. That uh, was one a- of my- Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, finish, finish. One of my irrational fears is dying by an octopus. I am absolutely terrified 
of octopus, man. There's something about the little suction cups and tickles, and then the mouth. Those things are fucking aliens. I, if they came out and told me those were aliens, I wouldn't even be shocked. I'm not going to say I'm on the hardcore conspiracy that they are. But... Octopi, I guess, would be the plural form, but they are some really weird-ass creatures. I've seen too many documentaries about like the shit that they've done and, and do that like really just astounds me. Well, I don't share your rational fear for them. I think there's a, a healthy fear of being around. Like it's cool to see them, but like, yeah, they're they're suspect. Do you do you feel like you're not as scared to see animals because you grew up relatively close to the ocean, or not at all? Do you think like I'm just missing? Um, I think I'm not as scared as animals. I mean, I am. Don't get me wrong. Uh, while we were in Yosemite recently, there's a lot of bear sightings. They seem to be around a lot more than they usually were. Um, but I think. And, and I, by no means are Bryce and I any sort of zoologists, wildlife biologists. We're regular humans trying to talk about a topic that, you know, we grew up and eventually kind of open our eyes more to, right? But I think having watched Steve Irwin all those years, the Irwin family, having watched like uh, Zabumafu, having watched a lot of documentaries about animals, and being so fascinated and interested in them, I think it's given me a healthy fear of them. But at the same time, I don't sh- like... I'm not entirely scared like that to be around them in general. Now, I will say when I went in the Yosemite and we were on like this big hike and it was like just our group alone. And they said, hey, be warned just in case for cougars, mountain lions that are in the area as well as bears. I definitely had my head on a swivel just in case, right? I was, you know, just in case there's something appeared. Now, you're not going to see a mountain lion until it's too late. But, uh, you know, my buddy that we talked about before this, that we potentially be interested in bringing them on and talking about animals and uh, habitats and preservations. Talked about how the majority of mountain lion attacks on humans have been when they are alone and running or hiking by themselves. We were in a group of like seven people, far little chance of them actually coming to attack us. Same with the black bear, we would have been able to scare it away. But nonetheless, obviously sticking my head in the school. So there, I think there's a healthy fear there. The ocean man, I don't fuck with it. I really don't. Uh, yeah, like uh, I yeah. don't mess with it. I'm good. Hard I, pass. See, something maybe the bums can pick up on. I'm a little more fear based when it comes to my thinking for a lot of traumatic childhood reasons. But um, uh, <laughs> I I don't know if I'd be able to go on one of those hikes unless I had like a 45 with like 80 rounds strapped to my chest, dude. I I would need to be able to be like, okay, if this thing gets within. 20 yards of me and it it is what it is like i can i can make it out this situation because respectfully i feel like a bear versus seven grown men i'm taking the bear all day take respectfully i'm taking that bear all day i've watched the relevant twice the reverent uh twice I, the revenant yeah the re- god dang words today that was a brown bear though it's different there's the, the brown bears uh, aren't in the area it was black bears black bears bear, you can scare man. away you can scare away uh, black bears all right, well, bears are bear. Still 100% behind you, but having a healthy fear of them, for sure, yeah. for sure. But, but you, you ever seen, you know, polar, you know, you said black bears, I, I believe they're the smallest, no? They're like, they're only like uh, They're not the tall. smallest, but in the United States, they're probably the one that you'll encounter, and you can, you can scare them away by being bigger than you are and having groups of people yell and make a lot of noise. So, but like brown bears and slash grizzly bears, if you will, you're just chalked. Yeah. I asked my buddy about that, he goes, with black bears, you make noise and get scary with fly with grizzly bears you lay down in a fetal position and hope they become disinterested and leave you alone 
You can't yeah, run from them. Crazy. You can't outclimb them. You can't do anything to get away from them. Really. Aren't those like seven or eight? Can't they stand up to be seven or eight? Yeah, feet they can't stand up to seven or eight feet. Because yeah. if There's I remember tanks. right, they're walking the polar bear is the biggest. And if I remember, if it's standing up fully, it's like 13 feet tall. Yeah. Hey, polar bear, I, I, don't, even, don't, don't even get within 100 yards of them, basically. That, like I said, man, it's on site. When it, it, a bear is a bear, man. I'm, I'm all for not <laughs> killing things, but, like, I'm not getting eaten alive by no fucking bear. These mountain lions, dude, they're sneaky, bro. They're sneaky. I love the – I told them I love the photos. It was, like, spot the mountain lion in this photo. And it's, like, there's a mountain lion in here? And then you finally see it. You're, like, yeah, dude, I'd be dead, 100%. Yeah. I could literally step on it, and I wouldn't know till yeah. I step on it. That yeah, it, it's that. It's like snakes, man. I don't. Oh, fuck okay. That's snakes. what I want to come back to. So when we're talking about humans having these animals, exotic pets. I think it's yeah. terrible. By the way, um, Florida is at such a devastated wildlife because of the amount of exotic animals stupidity? they have brought on as pets. And yes, as Bryce said, general stupidity. Of bringing on these animals, there have been countless number of either human deaths or human injuries due to these exotic pets, and or the death and rescue of these exotic pets from these people because they have them for It's crazy, bro. Dude, it's crazy. They actually have um, snakes are not indigenous to Florida. If you didn't know that, like they're only there because people have brought them. Yeah. I know there's a big uh, snake problem still in Florida, and if I remember right, last time I looked, they'll pay people to come like kill snakes. Yeah, like. Yeah, like a lot of, lot of organizations try to get them out. Like even yeah. like cane toads are an invasive species. Uh, in like Texas, I guess boars are like out of control. Oh, dude, same I thing, you. same thing with Hawaii. They brought boars and like other animals there that they should not have. Um, yeah, it's on bro. Site there too. Well, it's crazy. Every time I, I got some stories now. You've reminded me of my few life and death uh, stories. Back to the alligator. I remember in high school the picture floating around of the alligator that fought the snake. But it was like the snake had swallowed part of the alligator, but the alligator had somehow gotten its mouth open, and it was like the imploded snake. I remember just thinking, like, I'm never going to that fucking state, bro. Like, that shit's dumb. When I was at Disneyland, Disney World, whatever the fuck, um, I remember Florida? Just say Florida. Amount, I've talked about this on, I think, yeah. every time I've talked about Florida, that park. Um, the signs that say, watch out for alligators. I'm like, yeah. you got me fucked up. I was like, yeah. I feel like I need a strap at Disneyland because their alligators may be around. I'm like, there's no way. Or, you know, I, I don't know, dude. I just can't, I can't. I can't do that. The day that yeah, like, I'm with oh, you. Yeah, bro. I remember in high school, there was like one accident. Someone had a pet alligator. There's a crocodile. I don't know, alligator, oh, and they got, they released it into a pond in Oklahoma in like OKC and it ate someone's dog. And I was just like, I really need that's to carry. Like a, that's a, that's a lose-lose situation because it's like not only do you end up harming someone's animal or their life, yeah, you end up harming the animal because they're probably going to be killed. Yeah, like alligators are not indigenous to Oklahoma, bro. It's it's pretty flat, dry state. Like yeah. they're not they're not coming out. But they with the boar story in Texas again, it's one of the situations where they're overly rampant. They're literally paying people. It's like a it's like a business at this point. It's an industry, the board killing industry. Matt Best, too. Long story short, he makes YouTube videos. Uh, there's a there's he's got videos of him flying on a helicopter, just shooting boars down. Just it, and he can't kill enough of them. And it seems super inhumane, 
But these things are like destroying wild, not wildlife, domesticated life. They have these gigantic uh, tusks that are super sharp and they'll like fuck you up. Uh, when I was uh, spending my time in Georgia, they were like, hey, they're out here and you guys won't win. And so just avoid them. Uh, I'll never forget. We were we were in the sticks, Eddie. We were, I don't, we were doing land nav. And there was like six of us. Or maybe it was four. I don't remember. Um, and we just hear this weird, <laughs> and, and someone's like, oh, fuck. And this dude, he just started running. We followed this kid and they're like, we can't outrun these things. And we see him in the distance, but they're like kind of coming towards it. We finally just got in a bush and we were like, all right, I guess we're fucked. And we just like hid in this bush thing and they just ran by. But I was so scared. I, oh my God. I was like, this is bullshit. Wildlife, man. I am not. Bryce is crazy, not bro. I'm a city guy. When I say I want to live in the concrete jungle, I'll take my chances with all that versus, yeah. You know, in the Mummy series, how we talked about at the end, Jonathan moves to South America where he's like, oh, there's no more mummies. And then it's like, mummies in Peru. That's me when it comes to wild animals. I'm a anti wild animal guy. Love, love animals. Don't want them to be harmed unnecessarily, but just live in yeah, two we, different. We did talk about the conservation concept in our hunting episode, like when it came to yeah. managing wildlife in different states, uh, whether it's deer or elk, but also wolves and other animals. Um, we did talk about the inhumane ways that they have been trying to remove wolves in certain states, um, as well as yeah. the more humane way they've been trying to. Um, getting more back to the topic at hand on captivity and stuff, I think kind of coming to aquariums real quick you know i think i was looking at that because it's such an interesting talk like we have an, we have like a, a little tank with some fish in here They're like the size of your thumb smaller right and there's yeah. been like more research done on like whether or not it is ethical to even have them or other fish in captivity and in tanks that may be too small for them i think it's a good argument to be had that like probably not um, even and it's small. even harder to run aquariums, I think, in my opinion, than it would be to run a zoo because that's a lot of water that you are cycling through constantly well, and trying to keep and run. But, like, I, I don't know. I think in some cases, you know, similar to what we said about if you're doing it for the research purposes, purposes to conserve these animals that are maybe more endangered or to promote their safety, I think that's one thing. Um, but, like, I know that the Monterey Bay Aquarium at one point had uh, the first ever great white shark in captivity. Um, and I think it died eventually or something. You know, they released it. But it's like that's one of the reasons why like you probably shouldn't have some of these animals in captivity. And that goes for SeaWorld with dolphins and orcas. Where I think it was 2016, I read the was it uh, science journal on it, uh, was they were going to stop breeding orcas at SeaWorld. And this was back in 2016. I mean, you can still study these animals, bro. Like, you don't need them in, in tanks that are way too fucking small for them. And that does yeah. go for a lot of other fish as well. So I think it's kind of important um, to keep that in mind when you go to these places. And I'm about to look up right now if you want to share some stories, Bryce, about whether or not Monterey Bay Aquarium has done good work or not. I can't speak on Monterey Bay, but the Tulsa uh, Aquarium, again, as a kid, I was just like, we are asking questions of like, hey, how'd you get all these things that live in the ocean to Tulsa, Oklahoma? Like, that cannot be humane at all. And then it's just, you know, they live in these, the Tulsa Aquarium is extremely small. Again, the only positive thing I'll say is it's like, again, 
someone that wants to maybe kids in Oklahoma that want to learn about oceanography and all that. I don't know. That's like your only chance. Cause like we have like small lakes and stuff like that. And like a couple rivers, but I mean, you can catch maybe like a catfish is like the biggest thing, maybe some bass, I guess, but uh, it's like the biggest thing you'll naturally find here, but you'll never find like sharks or anything like that, like stingrays and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. I really can't justify aquarium. I have a really tough time justifying aquariums because I, the ones I've been to have been very small. Um, some anxiety that I do have uh, is being a little claustrophobic. And I think that comes from at the Mall of America, uh, Minnesota, they're the aquariums on the in the basement, essentially. And there's like a little tube you walk through. And even that tube felt really tight and I didn't love having some, I, I don't want to know. I don't know if it was a shark, but extremely large fish just kind of swimming over me. And it just made me feel very uncomfortable. And and again, the tank was so small. It's just like, Oh yeah. I've been to the aquarium in DC and I forgot that because it's so fucking small. It is one of these, it's maybe smaller. Than, it is smaller than the Tulsa aquarium from what I remember. And I was just thinking again, like, these things have to be miserable because everything I've slightly read and, you know, read the gist of it's like sea creatures need unimaginable space. They have the ocean, which all the continents could fit in again, and it would still be massive. You know, I think it's unfathomable how much room these creatures have, not only going horizontally, but vertically. I mean, the ocean's deep and a lot of these creatures have, you know, they just have so much room that we, that we can justly provide, you know, like I, I'll argue that horses on, on a lot of ranches have enough room to roam for the most part, like domesticated animals and even some wildlife preserves. I think it's within reason. I, I, I would say some animals get within reason the amount of land they might want, but there's no way to justify any aquatic animals. Now, as I've just learned with Eddie, small fish like that, I definitely was a little caught off guard. I would think that a decent-sized fish tank would be enough. But um, Sorry, I was looking at uh, ethics on Monterey Bay Aquarium, and it looks like, according to this California website um, that talks about the different um, places that are ethical animal experiences, um, it does include Monterey Bay Aquarium. It talks about it being an actual world-renowned institution um, with strong focus on ocean conservation education. It is a leader in sustainable practices and marine ecosystem protection. Um, it includes many interactive exhibits and plenty of space, learning uh, educational workshops and lectures on uh, preserving ocean habitats and animals. And they do a lot of donations, things like that. So they, they even, like, even on their site, too, I saw it, they've, like, in certain areas, they've actually boosted the population of sea otters because they've been devastated in the past um, through their conservation work. So there's a lot of stuff that they actually do that's good work. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think mean, I would agree with you, though. I think in general, aquariums would be a lot harder to I, like. I'll, I'll yeah. say this. I'm pretty straight. I, the only way I would be comfortable with an aquarium is if it is attached to actual bodies of water. Like, it is, by the way. It's water, like there's coasts. Yeah. yeah, Monterey Bay, fine. Portland, Oregon, Seattle, having them, fine. But I don't think Tulsa, Oklahoma, or, or like fucking Minnesota should have them. 
I, I mean, I get it, but like, no. Uh, even San Antonio's too inland. Maybe Galveston, Texas. It's like on the Gulf Coast, whatever. But that would be my huge argument. Um, but as we begin to wrap up, you know, and get to the end of this, Eddie, I, what do you, you want to talk about? The Irwin family. Shout out to the yeah, goat. yeah. I want to yeah. Shout out to the goats over there in Australia. It was definitely one of my. Uh, bucket list items to go visit their zoo and i think they're probably just the most well-known and famous of conservationists um because of what steve run had done and then his family has done further to um kind of live on it they have like different programs such as the wildlife warrior program where they you know recruit and help aid different programs across the world to provide conservation work they're innovators in crocodile research. Um, he and his teams have, I believe, came up with new methods and better methods to capture crocs and move them from location to location, ways that reduce their stress. Because apparently they can go into shock when they're too stressed. Um, and they found a way that uh, they were able to research and implement that reduces those um, outcomes. They have more than plenty of education programs at their zoo and across the world, and they work on many conservation projects. They're constantly building new places since they're actually like pretty well funded um obviously because they're a pretty famous family now um new areas that they can have lots of acres and acres and acres worth of place to have animals um for our people to see and their mission as steve has always said has just been to educate the world on them and to protect wildlife um they were also a big part of the effort to when the australia fires were going on to rehabilitate and take some of these animals that were injured and hurt and put them back in the wildlife so yeah, Oops. I mean, uh, yeah, getting to the end of this, I think I would just wrap it up with you know, my strong belief in zoos and theme parks, or not, sorry, theme parks, but zoos and aquariums is that they should be used as a resource to promote the long life, longevity of animals, the overall protection, generate interest in kids, because I think that's important to get the next generation to understand and to want to assist in you know, helping out. And then I think, um, you know, understanding how to, at least in some capacity, heal and help these wildlife animals. I, you know, but I think that, you know, that's kind of my, I think, end statement, I guess I would say about it. Uh, I'd probably go with just for our general audience, you want to learn more about it, uh, do go to Google Scholar. There's a lot of articles you can probably read and find there that talk about the ethics of this, what places do this or that. Um, the... I've mentioned it before, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums is huge in the U.S. Um, you check out, obviously, the Australia Zoo and their programs, American Man Society. I mean, I don't, I'm not always the biggest on advocating for PETA, but I'm sure they got some good stuff. Uh, I guess the reason I'm not always big on them is because they've had beef with Steve Rowan in the past, and I've not appreciated that beef with him, to say the least. Uh, but I agree with you, Bryce. I think that's kind of the biggest things. Uh, there's a few places like... I looked at like Bear Zone I went to, like I'm probably never gonna go back to SeaWorld and, and hopefully that they're able to change a lot of the work they do. Um, I'll probably go visit Monterey Bay Aquarium more because I've seen now that they have really good programs and stuff like that that are attached to water source. Uh, there's other places that I would love to go to that I saw um, besides Monterey Bay Aquarium. There's Safari West, it's up in Santa Rosa that I might go check out. It's a huge nature preserve. Apparently it's one of the best, most ethical places in California. Um, mm. I'd love to also go to a wolf center because i also probably wolves are probably one of my favorite animals um it's also a big reason i'm partial to separating huskies and and i think wolves are a really cool animal that i think there's a lot more to learn from them 
And it was something I was talking about in Yosemite to the person I mentioned. That's one of my brother's good friends who studies wildlife and has been out there. You know, the way that we've been able to follow wolves and see their behaviors in, in nature and things like that, they're such cool animals. Um, and that's not to talk bad about anything else. I, I think Komodo dragons are insanely awesome. Scary as hell. Like when it comes when it comes to your comment about I need to be strapped, when it comes to Komodo dragon, I need to be strapped. One million percent. Yeah. Have I, a shield or something in between us, because ain't no way I'm getting out there in, in nature with one of those. Yeah, I'm I'm just a big proponent of don't fuck with it. Yeah. That's how I generally feel about wildlife. And you know, you know, it's a big yeah. planet. We can coexist. Sure, there's the issues of where that boundary is, but again, it's a, it's a big planet. And I think we can all live in you know somewhat cohesiveness. Of course, there's going to be clashes on both sides, but again, I, you know, I'm a big believer in respect all around. I tend sometimes I wonder when it comes to these issues of people getting messed with by wildlife. I just tend to think sometimes that it is people being disrespectful or stupid around it, and it's like. Nature don't fucking play, so... I think it's just most of the time they're just being stupid. Yeah, I think it might be yeah. most of the time, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, the alligator that unfortunately ate that kid at Disneyland, it was like, where were the parents at? Who... Why were you letting your kid in the bushes like that? Like, are you serious? Like, not gonna heart, not gonna be a dick to him, but I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of these issues that come with wildlife and maybe give them a negative connotation, because I do, unfortunately, know people that are like, we should just get rid of them. I'm like... Whoa, sir, that is a, uh, I'm going to call that genocide because I don't know the reference for all animals, but that's still horrible. So um, with that being said, the bums are for letting the wildlife oh. be wild. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think in Zabufu, they always talk about give a creature their space. Always, always yep. make sure you give them their space, man. The wild yeah, animals. Even a dog, even a dog, everyone, you should yeah, know better than that. never even back one in the corner. Yeah. yeah. never back one in the corner. Yeah, all these animals, but, yeah. Yeah. With that being said, please check us out on Instagram, T H E B U underscore M S, the bums. You know, hit us up. If you disagree with us, you know, we'll gladly debate you uh, in the comments, in the DMs. It don't matter. Any place, anywhere. You just name it. Uh, please check out our website, www.strugglingbums.com. We love you, bums. Be nice to animals. See you later.